Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain on limited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. Hi, it's Gabby Reese, and this podcast is powered by Laird Superfood. It was created in our kitchen by my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton, and it all started with a simple idea. What began as Laird's secret for long-lasting energy on the waves is now Laird Superfood, offering a full range of delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and more. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 and save 20% on your first order. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. What is going on? Welcome to the Friday edition of the Fantasy Q&A show. It's me, your man, MG Marcus Grant, joined by Michael F. Florian. Over there, it's the specialist, cast of dozens who help us put on all of these shows each and every week. You can find them all on your podcast feed. Subscribe to one, and you get all of them, in case you hadn't heard that before. I might even tell you that again later. Just stick around and find out. Who knows? Uh, here we are. It is week 10. We already have one game under our belt in week 10, but we said this earlier, double-digit weeks playoffs are in sight so now the the excitement level and i think the margin for error is sort of ratcheted up uh, at this point in the season yeah we're at the point where like it's every week slowly becomes more and more pressure filled until like we hit the playoffs and then then championship week and all that and like at that point like Work can go aside, everything. It's fan- like That week is fantasy football week, but we're getting close to that point. We are getting close to that point. And by the way, it's going to be ratcheted up, I think, for a lot of us because not only is it fantasy football season, we're getting excited. I know for me, like, the World Cup's coming too, so we have, like, different kinds of football. Uh, I don't know if we're going to be doing a fantasy, you know, World Cup Q&A show. Stick around. Maybe we will. Who knows? We'll I, I'd have to ask all the cues because I don't know any of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, have pe- we have people in this building that I'm sure could fill us in and help us out with that sort of thing. 
This show, however, is dedicated to answering your NFL fantasy football questions. You can tweet them to us at NFL Fantasy. We try to answer as many of them here as we can. The rest of them we hand off to our pal Aaron Tan because he doesn't like asparagus. Eat a green vegetable, you get to stop answering these questions. This is the deal we've struck, even if you didn't shake my hand on it. This is just what's happening now. So, here we go. You have Q's, we have A's, LFG, but first... Let's talk about what happened last night in Charlotte. The Carolina Panthers get a 25-15 win over the Atlanta Falcons, so the NFC South still remains a poo-poo platter when you look at the standings there. But fantasy-wise, Marcus Mariota got you nearly 18 fantasy points. Cordero Patterson, it was a rough game rushing the football for Atlanta, just three points from CP. Drake London actually doing some things, almost 15 fantasy points for the rookie. On the other side, P.J. Walker didn't have to do a whole lot. He didn't give you much, just under six fantasy points there. Deontay Foreman, though, another nice game with 19 points for him. And LaVisca Chenault with almost 15 fantasy points had a long run for a touchdown, and that's what made the difference in his fantasy scoring there. But let's talk about a couple names on that board because Deontay Foreman – Second time he's played the Falcons, second time he's put up a good game, and maybe he's taking over as the lead back in Carolina. Yeah, I I do think that he's going to be the guy uh, moving forward for the Panthers. The only issue I have with Deontay Foreman is he's so game script dependent. We saw a week ago when they fell behind early, they completely got away from him. He had just seven carries in that entire game. I said after the Falcons game two weeks ago, like, hey, this is a clear sell high opportunity. Uh, I think now if you if you held on to him, you get a redo to try to sell high because, again, it's not I I think he's a good talent. But I don't want to trust every week that if the Panthers start falling behind, he can just disappear. And like next week, they get the Ravens. That's easily a game they could fall behind. Then a tough matchup against the Broncos. The Seahawks are a good team. The Steelers, Lions, Bucks. I know a lot of people are saying like, oh, they're going to be in all of those games. I don't know if I feel that same way. Yeah, that's not necessarily a guarantee. I was surprised that we didn't see more of Chuba Hubbard yesterday. Mm-hmm. And maybe maybe the weather was a factor. It was raining the whole night. And it looked like the Panthers were dedicated to just running the ball as much as possible. So maybe that had something to do with it as well as the game script. But there's still kind of the specter of Hubbard kind of lurking there. And the yeah. fact that he can get more opportunities, he can catch the football as well for the Panthers if they need him to. Drake London did things yesterday. I was surprised. Actually caught a touchdown. I know like the yardage wasn't a ton. I think just 38 yards for him there. Five catches, I believe it was as well. But the most points he's had since week two in a game. So I guess the point when you look at this Falcons offense, and again, the weather was bad. We knew Arthur Smith was going to try to run the football. Though they did throw it, I think, a little more than, than I anticipated. But I guess the lesson here is, This offense can support maybe one pass catcher per game. It's either going to be Kyle Pitts or it's going to be Drake London or maybe it's going to be, I don't know, Olamide Zacchaeus or Kaderil Hodge. But there's one guy that can actually have a good game. And at least for one week, it was Drake London. It's kind of a guessing game as to who's going to catch the touchdown because Drake London had a pretty normal Drake London game. He just (laughs) caught a touchdown. And I'm not going to get into it with Arthur Smith. But man, what was Marcus Mariota doing out there last night? I wanted, there was the one play where he sort of rolled over, did a barrel roll, and just flipped the ball up in the air for what would have been an interception had he not been down. I wanted the interception to stand just based on comedy value alone. It it should have. And (laughs) that one is going to get all the attention in the eyes and stuff. But, like, all night he was turning down clear running lanes to just throw up YOLO balls. Like, I I thought he thought he was Patrick Mahomes. And it's like, what are you doing out there, Mariota? I've seen enough. I... 
I've wanted Desmond Ritter all year, but I don't understand the case for Marcus Mariota moving forward. The Twitter calls for Desmond Ritter got quite loud by the yeah. end of the night last night. We'll see what Arthur Smith does. He basically has been you know, he's not going to do the right thing. He's been sticking a finger in our eye all year, so I wouldn't expect that to change this week. All right, let's get to some of your fan questions. You can hit us up at NFL Fantasy on Twitter. This one from Nick. Alan Lazard or Josh Palmer this week? I, I like Alan Lazard, but I'm going to go with Josh Palmer there. Keenan Allen hasn't really been practicing at all. Mike Williams is out. And last week that led to a big game for Josh Palmer. Uh, someone's got to catch the ball there from Justin Herbert, right? And, and if it's not Austin Eckler, it seems to be going Palmer's way. I'm going Palmer, too. I think it's it's a small edge for Palmer. I don't think it's significant. I don't like any of the Packers this week against the Cowboys, and, and I think I put that out, and somebody's like, well, he's you know, Alan Lazard's their only receiver. And I'm like, yeah, he's the only receiver on a bad offense, and he's really the only thing they have to worry about taking away. At least, you know, I know the 49ers defense is good. They've got to worry about Palmer. They've got to worry about Gerald Everett a little bit, and, of course, Austin Eckler out of the backfield. So there are at least more options there, and hopefully that wins the day for Palmer. But the matchup's not good for either guy coming up this weekend next question this one from elias who wants to know is tony pollard a lock even if zeke plays and is limited how do you feel i don't know if he's a lock it would depend on what your other options on your roster are but likely he is a start because even uh, one I, I hope that what he's done with zeke sideline leads to him just getting more opportunity but even so zeke is not 100%, which could just mean more volume for Tony Pollard anyway. But if you have, like, two stud running backs or something like that, then, yeah, you don't need to get him in. But everywhere I have him, I need to start him this yeah, week. Yeah, I'm saying he's a lot this week, just even with Zeke there, just because the Packers can't stop the run, the 30th-ranked run defense in the NFL. So it's already a good matchup for whoever the running back is. Side note, I think you can start Zeke, too, this week, just because I think the Cowboys take a lead, and I think they're going to run the ball in the second half. So I'm down with either Pollard or Ezekiel Elliott in Week 10. One more is from Homo Zygus Recessive Allele. That's very, very... <laughs> that's a mouthful. That's a mouthful, and somebody is, must be like a biology student or a genetic <laughs> student or something. I don't know what any of that means. I just remember that from like my 10th grade biology class. It's basically something about genes and, and, and DNA and all that kind of stuff. That's, nice. that's my basic high school science working for you. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> on to the real question. Is Raheem, Raheem Mostert, still better to start over Jeff Wilson? I think these two are very close. Mm -hmm. Like, I think they're both kind of flex options right now until we figure out this backfield. It might not be anything to figure out. They might just split the rest of the way. I have a slight lean towards Wilson because he saw a little bit more playing time last week in his first game there. So maybe being a little bit more acclimated in the offense, he could see even more. Um, but yeah, I think they're they're very they're almost like the pointing Spider-Man meme to me. They really are. That's why I'm still okay with starting Raheem Mostert over Jeff Wilson. And I know that really has been a talking point on fantasy Twitter this week is that people looked at what happened last week and some people have said, hey, look, that means Jeff Wilson has taken over as the number one back. A lot of people like myself feel like, well, Raheem Mostert's been good all year long and he's been the RB1. Why should it immediately just switch? But I think what the real answer is, they're going to split 50-50, and it could end up being a hot hand situation, which could be frustrating. But I think both guys are explosive, and I think they, they are worthy of being in the lineup. A good matchup against the Browns this week, so you can start either one of them. Let's talk about some players that deserve a little more hype for the weekend. Florio, who you got? Jerry Judy, and I know after the first couple of weeks that people were panicking on him, it looked like Cortland Sutton was the number one wide receiver there, but that seems to have changed in the last couple of weeks. Jerry Judy's been not only more efficient, but getting more and more volume as well. 
And then this is also mostly about the matchup. The Titans are good at stopping the run, but struggle mightily against the pass. They've allowed the third most fantasy points to receivers this year, and they especially struggle allowing by far the most production on downfield passes. Passes of 20-plus air yards, and Judy has been the Broncos' most efficient receiver in that regard this year. So just a lot of reasons, I think, to slide Jerry Judy into your starting lineup this week. Very much like Jerry Judy this week. Time to get some more of your fan questions in. We've had a lot of them about Josh Allen, understandably, as we sort of wait to see what's going on with the elbow injury. In fact, at last check this morning, the report was he is hour by hour, according to Sean McDermott. So we really may be working and waiting right up until game time to figure out what his situation is. But Connor wants to know Josh Allen or Justin Fields. Even if Josh starts, I'm worried he won't finish the game. I'm not as worried about that. I think if he plays, he'll he'll. They're going to show confidence in him letting him finish the game. But I I would still just play it safe with Justin Fields here because we don't know if the – I'm more worried about Josh Allen not being 100% than I am him playing and leaving the game early or something like that. But really the only quarterbacks I'd play over Justin Fields right now are the elite guys. And when Josh Allen is fully healthy, we know he is one of those elite guys. The others are like Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts. That's about it. Justin Fields is playing so well right now. You got to use him, I think. It is a really small list of guys I play over over Justin Fields this week. I completely agree. He's playing great ball. He's got an incredible matchup against the Detroit Lions this week. So I am fully on board with Justin Fields just for that peace of mind. Because even if Allen plays, I'm with you. As long as he starts, I think he finishes unless something major happens. But it could be they lean on the running game a little bit more. We see mm-hmm. some more Devin Singletary. and We don't see that big Josh Allen number we're used to. So I completely get it. Gabriella wants to know to start Stefan Diggs or Juju Smith-Schuster because Josh Allen is questionable this week. Uh, I'm going to go with Stefan Diggs here. Not only uh, if Josh Allen plays, I think Diggs is the automatic slam dunk, and you know that. But even if he sits, it's not like he doesn't have rapport with Case Keenum. Like They played multiple seasons together in Minnesota. And not only that, Diggs isn't like this downfield guy or whatever like Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis takes a huge hit. If Josh Allen sits, but Diggs gets open in the short to intermediate area so fast to me, I think that's the guy that Case Keenum's going to want to get the ball out quickly to. I think you're going to see Stefan Diggs be just fine, and I would start him over Juju because I think the ceiling is is definitely higher. The floor might even be higher, even with Case Keenum as well. So I think he's going to be fine. It's the rest of the pass catchers I would worry about. I think if Keenum starts, maybe there's more of a reliance on Singletary, maybe even Dawson Knox, just to kind of get somebody in those intermediate areas, give him some easy throws. But Stefan Diggs, not worried about him at all, regardless of who the quarterback is. Next question from MBC Outdoors. If Josh Allen is out, would you take Jacoby Brissett or Case Keenum? I'm going to go with Jacoby Brissett there. Uh, I I could see if Josh Allen sits, I could see that Bills-Vikings game becoming an ugly game, like a run-fest type, because... Kirk Cousins has struggled mightily on the road this year. Uh, I think the Bills, like you said, would rely more on the running game and and short to intermediate passes. Whereas Jacoby Brissett, not only can he give you some points with his legs, and he's been playing better football than I think a lot of us expected, but he also gets an easy matchup against the Miami Dolphins and one where they're going to have to put up points to keep up with Tua in that opposing offense. I like Brissett as a sleeper just straight up this week, so I would take him over Keenum for sure. As you see there, 20.3 fantasy points in Week 8 against the Bengals, playing good ball. And look, the Miami pass defense has been a little bit leaky recently. And as you mentioned, because the Dolphins' offense is so explosive, I think you're going to see Brissett have to throw the football to stay in it. So I, I definitely would take him over Keenum this week. 
We got a great couple of games coming up. We got an exciting Sunday night game. We got a Monday night football game that should be of interest as well. We will dive into that and give you a preview of MNF and some more of your questions next on the Fantasy Q&A show. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but... Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, who's ready to get to Creighton? You don't watch Creighton. They play. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not, never the, gonna, not, the, not the Big East tournament? Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But, like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was – Creighton is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. that. Like, that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a, is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> And then they're never at any of those. And then they're never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? See the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a -a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. Hey guys, Rob Parker here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer. Making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like the rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower 
power further than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with the new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Peeking ahead to Monday Night Football, it's the Washington Commanders heading to Philadelphia to take on the Eagles. And we'll look at some guys on either side of this matchup. So for the Commanders side, who are you keeping your eye on? Antonio Gibson. I I think he is a sleeper in this matchup. Not only has he been, uh, like last week he had more snaps and more targets, and and they split carries on the ground with him and Brian Robinson. Uh, But while J.D. McKissick is sidelined and dealing with this neck injury, We've been seeing Gibson used more in the passing game, which is what we've wanted for for his entire NFL career. He's the back that they like to get in near the goal line because it makes the offense a little bit uh, harder to predict what they're going to do. And if they fall behind in this matchup, which I think is very much so possible, he'll be the back out there because of the passing situations, not Brian Robinson. Speaking of falling behind in the matchup, I do expect that as well, which means I'm keeping an eye on Terry McLaurin. Possibly, not possibly, partially because... Taylor Heineke seems to have unlocked him a little bit more than what we saw with Carson Wentz. McLaurin has been much more productive since Heineke has taken over at quarterback. I don't really love the matchup per se because the Eagles secondary has been tough, but this potentially is a volume play with more than eight targets in three straight games. I think the ball is going to go in McLaurin's direction quite a bit, and hopefully that wins the day against a pretty tough Philadelphia defense. Speaking of Philadelphia, who on the Eagles side are you potentially rocking with? A.J. Brown, and I, and I know a lot of you listening are like, yeah, I know to start A.J. Brown, but that's why we don't get to talk about him that much like all year long, so I just want to give him some love. Like He's been playing really, really well as of late. He's running super hot right now with the touchdown streak he has going, uh, but it's a great matchup against for him. Uh, the commanders are in the top 10 in all production categories allowed to receivers. Uh, Brown had a good game against them earlier this season. Just a lot of reasons for not only just a like, you know, to get Brown in your lineup, but a big Brown day, I think. I like Brown. I like Devonta Smith, too, for a lot of those reasons yeah. that you mentioned about Washington. It's also the reason I'm a little bit nervous about Miles Sanders. Teams have been able to throw the football effectively against Washington. They have not run the ball quite so well against the Commanders. So that makes me a little bit nervous about Sanders. I did not have a great game against them in week three. You see that less than five and a half fantasy points for Miles Sanders then. 
Maybe they don't need him. Maybe some of the rushing comes from Jalen Hurts as well, but I'm a little bit nervous. I get it if you have to start him, but I don't love the potential outcome for the Eagles running back. Let's get to some more of your questions. Kind of go rapid fire here. The ones you sent us on Twitter at NFL Fantasy. This first one is from David who asks, should he trade Amari Cooper for Aaron Jones? I don't love trading for Aaron Jones right now, but if you are in need of a running back, I, I do think that's a fair trade. It's a fair trade. I wouldn't do it right now because I think Amari Cooper is the better player in that deal, so I would try to stay with him. But if you need running back help, go for it. Next question from Cameron, who wants to know, Mac, Holl- Mac Hollins or Kadarius Tony for my third flex spot. Bye weeks are killing me this week. Surprising to say, I would go with Mac Hollins wow, here. Wow, did not see that coming. Just because I, I think there's more volume up for grabs there. This could be a game where the Chiefs have a big lead early on. And I, I did tweet out this week, though. I said, I would continue to stash Kadarius Tony, but I don't run your fantasy team. So you guys can do as you want. I think it's I think Hollins is the answer just because, as you mentioned, there's more volume there. So many guys in Kansas City potentially to get the ball. Raiders a little bit more narrowly funneled there. Now, last week. We debuted our fantasy hotline. We had a call. We answered it. This week, we get another phone call on the fantasy hotline, and this guy has a dilemma about potentially making trades. Let's take a listen to it. Yo, yo, what's going on, guys? Uh, we got a question for our league here. Basically, our commissioner changed the rules from league approval for trades to he controls all the trades. And I don't know. Like, some of us are feeling like it's a little messed up. You know what I mean? Basically, the commissioner. Yeah, that should be uh, and then the commissioner made a trade with a team that's 0-9. Like the trade itself wasn't a bad trade. The, one, the team he traded with, the 0-9 team, they got McCaffrey, Devin Singletary, CeeDee Lamb. And the commissioner traded Devontae Adams, Dalvin Cook, Madison, Hilaire, and Tua. I mean, it's not and terrible his deal. justification no, no. is there's no rules against you can't trade with a team that's 0-9. They have no chance to make the playoffs at all. What do you guys think? Do you guys think this is fair? Do you guys think I should pull my money out of this league? What, what, what's, what's the word? So, all right. So the question is, is it fair to trade with an 0-9 team? Uh, I think there's more to it than that, but let's let's start with a basic question. Is it is it fair to trade with a team that is winless this late in the season? Yes, because that team paid for 14 weeks of the regular season. Like I always say, like non-playoff teams, you don't you didn't pay for weeks 15 through 17, but everyone paid to play the first 14 weeks of the season. And yeah, he's 0 and 9, but that trade doesn't seem like collusion. It doesn't seem like cheating to me. I'm fine with the team saying, hey, I'm 0-9. This season has stunk for me. I'm going to try to have some fun in the final five weeks, shake it up, uh, play spoiler. As long as it's not collusion or as long as it's not like a fire sale situation where it's like, hey, here's my Josh Allen for your Marcus Mariota or something like that. Right. I- I'm okay. In fact, this is why I support keeper leagues and stuff, but in my home league is a keeper league. Mm-hmm. I sent out a bunch of trade offers this week. One of the teams that might accept is an 0-9 team. Like... Well, I think, one, if you're 0-9, you're also trying to still win a game. Like, you don't want to go through the season winless, so you're still making moves to try to win. So I think it's completely fair to trade. The trade that you laid out did not seem like an overly unfair one. There were big players going back and forth on on both sides there. So that part is cool. Now, my issue here is the commissioner, one, changing the rules in the middle of the season so now there's no more league approval that he gets to control all the trades. But then also saying that he gets to control trades and then turning around and making a trade. Like, that seems shady. That's why yeah. I would consider maybe getting out of this league. Yeah. One, there should never be in-season rule changes. Like, I- I'm hard against that. And I think for any rule change in any league at any time of the year, 
it should be up for league vote. Like your the majority of your league members should have to say, I'm fine with that. Like I have a league where the commissioner we don't veto. The commissioner just pushes trades through. But we all voted on that, and we were like, the veto process is annoying. We don't ever want to veto <laughs> trades, so just push them through. But, like, if the league is against that, then the commissioner just can't change it willy-nilly. Exactly. So the, the issue for you shouldn't be that the commissioner traded with an 0-9 team. It should be that the commissioner is just arbitrarily changing rules in the middle of the season and seeming to kind of take advantage of loopholes there. That part is the shady part that I would be upset with, and that might be why you consider not being in the league next year. By the way, if you want to call the Fantasy Hotline, you see the number on the screen, 805-NFL-QA61. i tell you what those letters translate to in numbers, but I don't have my phone in front of me. You can figure it out. I have faith in you. So be sure to give us a call, and you very well could hear your call on the show in the next few weeks. In the meantime, that'll do it for this edition of the Fantasy Q&A Show. We appreciate you hanging out with us each and every day. And remember, subscribe to one of them. Get all of them in your podcast feed. For Michael, I am Marcus. We appreciate you watching. Enjoy Week 10, everybody, and we'll talk to you next week. Wow. Wow. Wow.